Dr. Mike here. So is it possible if we eat right and eat healthier that we could also save the planet? Well, if you're interested, stick around to find out. You're listening to Live Foreverish, a show dedicated to helping you live just a little longer. Here's your hosts, Dr. Mike and Dr. Crystal Gosser. All right, welcome to Live Forever. I'm your host, Dr. Mike, and I am with, as always, Dr. Crystal Gossard. How's it going? I'm. It's going well. <laughs> I, I know you're. You got a lot going on at work, so I know you're a little. I know, but I'm here. That's. I know. <laughs> and I'm smiling. <laughs> Is it forced? <laughs> no, it's natural. All right, so we're really excited today. We have a um, wonderful guest. His name is Bill Tara. Um, he's. Uh, He's been a health counselor, a teacher. Um, he's actually the creator of health education centers in Europe and North America. And he's the author of How to Eat Right and Save the Planet. So we have a lot to talk with uh, Bill about. Bill, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Nice to be here. So, I, you know, just to kind of begin, so the audience kind of learns a little bit about you, what, what got you started in all this? What's your what's your education background? Why such a passion for this, Bill? Well, my, my start was is, is similar to many other people, and that is that I, that I made a dietary change a long time ago uh, when I was suffering from uh, uh, an illness. Uh, in my case, it was ex- extreme ulceration in the stomach and duodenal area, and I was I was pretty young at the time. I was in my 20s, and I was uh, perplexed by the whole thing. And I did the, uh, th- all the therapies that were recommended to me by my doctors. And then a friend of mine gave me a little book by a Japanese philosopher. Um, and uh, it had dietary recommendations in it. And I started doing that. And uh, after just a few months, uh, all of the pain went away. And uh, I went back to the, to the doctors and had all the tests done. And the ulcers were on the run. Mm. Um, Nice. And, and that would have been that would have been fine as it was, but then what happened was very curious, and that was that my doctor became very upset with me because I was following <laughs> this diet, um, even though it was producing these great results. And I thought, well, I got to look into this a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> that's the con- the you conventional know, as, side as of a Bill. You know, you've heard these stories before. Right? Yeah, no, us, us conventional medical doctors, we don't like to be wrong. <laughs> yeah, well, she, well she, even she, even she if the, even if our treatment's not working, we don't want to be wrong. <laughs> no, that's 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 a great story. Um, and you know, and you're right. You you had mentioned that you 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 got your start in the same way, lots of people do, yeah. Doctor Crystal. I mean, a lot a lot yeah. of, we hear the same kind of story where something's going on. The conventional approach is just not working. And at some point, they run out of suggestions. Yeah, and it's their personal health struggles that you know, brings them to the light. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think because they're, yeah. they're hurting. They want to try something different, just right. like Bill did. Um, Bill, let's well, talk a little bit of... Yeah, let's talk a little bit about um, your book. So you, obviously, you're a strong advocate for the uh, macrobiotic diet. And I think before we can really talk about that, I'd like for you to maybe just define what that means for the listener. Well, I'm a strong advocate of a macrobiotic diet. I I have to make it clear that uh, uh, there are are lots of different interpretations of macrobiotics because it's a, at its base, it's a philosophy more than anything else. And so I have my own interpretation of it, which might be different from someone else's. Uh, To me, macrobiotics is a, uh, a set of concepts that 
are aimed to help people make balance with their environment uh, through their own personal health and through social health and environmental health. Yeah. The origins of it come from come from traditional Chinese medicine, but it's 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 a far it's a far cry from traditional Chinese Chinese medicine as it's practiced now, even if it, as it was practiced in the past. Okay. Now, Bill, I want to get back to um, you know to your personal story, and you know you describe this in your book, and and I know that you're you know out educating and and helping to guide other people and to help to influence their state of health. And I'm just wondering, uh, what are some of the, the other health benefits or, or medical problems that, um, that you've noticed in the people that, that you're guiding and leading um, that this type of change in, in eating pattern can help to resolve? Well, there's a whole range, and, and, and some of them are more commonly reversed than others. Uh, as you probably know, uh, Type two diabetes is, is is pretty easy to reverse with a with what is normally referred to as a whole food plant based diet uh, and a macrobiotic origin of that. And so my wife and I and we work together. Uh, we see a lot of people reverse type two diabetes in a very short period of time, actually. And you know, and and those results are are very heartening because they can be confirmed uh, uh, clinically. Um, I've seen many people who have, of course, very high cholesterol levels drop down, heart, uh, heart rates uh, diminish when people have heart, high blood pressure. Uh, we deal with, we deal occasionally, and I've dealt with over the years, occasionally people who have cancers, but uh, you have to be very cautious here because uh, really, you know, I've never, I've never promoted what we do as a, as a cure for anything. It's more a, a, uh, uh, capacity of uh, increasing a, uh, a person's healing capacities. You know, if you take all the junk out of the way, uh, most people would get better if they just ate cardboard boxes. <laughs> you know, uh, what, what, what people are normally living on is, is, is really a very high-stress diet uh, from my point of view. Mm -hmm. it, it's a diet which puts the body, particularly the digestive system, under a tremendous amount of stress. And when you take that away and start introducing wholesome whole foods, into the diet and get rid of the excessive amounts of protein and fat and refined carbohydrate and, you know, all of the additives that are in the food. My goodness, uh, people experience miracles uh, uh, often. Right. Yeah. No, and we... one, of the, one, of, one of the important things that we've seen recently, my wife recently was working with a, uh, with a young man who had autism. And the degree of, the degree of improvement that this young guy experienced by having dietary changes and also to, she was doing an exercise program with him as well um it was just phenomenal and when you see things like that you wonder why isn't medicine waking up and uh going for the going for the most simple things first rather than bringing in the big guns immediately mm. when someone's diagnosed with something yeah well i i i can give you my perspective on that bill because when you're in medical school you're you're taught the big guns. You're not. You're <laughs> yeah. not taught the the simpler things to do, right? And and medicine in in, in the Western world, um, what we call what allopathic medicine. Yes. It's very. Here's your diagnosis, and here's your one drug to treat that. I mean, there's just, you know, if you need another drug yeah. to cover side effects, fine. I got that too. I mean, so that's just kind yeah. of the. And so that the the you're right. I, I it it, I think the problem is it, it's going to take a paradigm shift. Um, in, in the conventional well, I, I world. Think it, I think it does, it's going to take that. And I think that 
in many ways, that's happening. You know, a, a, person, I, a person like myself, I mean, I've been involved in this for 55 years, and I, I do see a lot of good changes happening. Unfortunately, they're not happening at the speed that I would like to see them happening at, or probably that you would either. But, uh, you know, it is, it is possible for, for many people to get access to really good quality food now. Uh, the number of organic products that are on the market is really good. And there's a lot of good information available to people. Okay. You know, yeah. But we've got to get people back in their kitchens. We have to get people uh, buying produce locally and uh, and not being so distracted by a lot of the uh, a lot of the claims that are on the internet for wonder drugs and superfoods and all the rest of it. Just right. get back to simplicity. Yeah. No, I love I love that approach. You know, before we go further, maybe um, it might help the listener, Bill. Can you just give us kind of like a, a real quick. Uh, book report <laughs> on on what you wrote here um what what, what we remember in college what were those um cliff notes cliff notes yeah. yes the cliff notes. yeah i lived off cliff notes <laughs> yes yeah, so how about the cliff note version um in just a minute or so of what um, my listeners could expect if they read your book i'm an expert on cliff notes that's how i got all my education <laughs> <laughs> well um basically the tenets of the book are simple and that is that what we look at as, uh, what many people look at as a nutritional problem really has its roots back uh, after World War II uh, in, in the way that uh, the, the food industry started picking up the slack. And because of a lot of different social things that were happening at that time uh, with women and work and all the rest, started making food more convenient and started manufacturing food. And so people moved out of their kitchens uh, to a very high degree and started eating food that was pre-prepared. And unfortunately, uh, the, the motive behind the production of those foods was, was totally profit. Uh, and it wasn't any concern for health. And so what's happened is we've got this dietary approach, uh, which is not only ruining our own health, but it's also contributing to environmental breakdown. And it's the connection between those things that I think are very, very important. You know, we've tend, we tend to sometimes look at something like nutrition uh, as, a, as an isolated science or as an isolated topic, and it's not really. It, it bridges everything. There's a lot, there are a lot of cultural influences to what we eat, a lot of emotional issues, uh, and the impact of it really ripples out. It ripples out into uh, the social dynamics of the world. Uh, for instance, things like food slavery, which is very common all over the world now, uh, you can't have the the contemporary diet without food slavery. You can't have it without uh, the appropriation of lands uh, that would normally be used by local people for farming. And so it's just the whole thing starts to ripple out and become a real mess. And it's it's all connected. And that's why I said in the book, and that's why we titled the book uh, and saved the planet because. Uh, even the most conservative organizations, environmental organizations, agree that what we eat on a day-to-day basis is the most profound impact that we can have on global warming. Uh, and yet, uh, people don't re- that hasn't really mm, sunk yeah. in yet. In fact, it hasn't even sunk in with many people who are involved in the environmental movement. Yeah. Uh, people will say things like, oh, and cut down on your meat. Uh, well, cutting down on your meat by itself is not going to be enough. I'm sorry. You know, this is a crisis situation that we're facing in the world, and we need to step up to the plate and really uh, look at all the look at all the information that we have available to us, all the epidemiological information, all the laboratory information, and all the common sense, and put it together in 
start eating way down the food chain. You know, we, we just have to do that. We have to start uh, basing our diet around grains and beans and vegetables and nuts and seeds and fruits that we all know now, uh, and I'm sure that many of you, most of your listeners know too, that the whole uh, protein-heavy uh, aspect of uh, the previous approach to nutrition has just been proven totally false. You don't need to eat animal food. You don't need to eat the dairy food. You don't need those foods. Uh, we, we eat them out of habit uh, and out of pleasure. But there's no real logical reason for it, and there's certainly no medical or scientific reason for it. Mm. And so, you know, that's, it's like taking, taking diet and really stretching it out and seeing, okay, this is, this is something that affects all of us, every single person on the planet. How do we feed ourselves? Yes, and I think that's something that most people, as, as you mentioned, they don't take that into account whenever they're choosing the foods that, that they're going to eat. So I love this idea that, you know, you're bridging the gap between, okay, do this for your health. And even if you are a healthy person and you're not really, you know, concerned about diabetes or, or other um, heart disease and other conditions, do it for the planet. And I'm just wondering, you know, is it possible for us to turn this around? Are we reaching, you know, the point of no return? And, you know, based on your analysis, do you think, you know, how much time do you think we have to kind of turn this around and save our planet. Well, I don't know that I don't know that anybody can predict that. I know a lot of people like to predict it, but I don't think it's predictable. What I do know is, though, that it it, it doesn't serve anyone uh, to be pessimistic about it. We go on a day to day basis, and uh, you know we're human beings, and human beings are very self centered, and we have to realize that first of all, our own personal health is dependent on the nutrition that we take in. Mm -hmm. And then secondly, we have a whole issue of animal welfare and, and, and uh, you know, what we do with the animal kingdom on this planet. And then we have what we do to the environment. And mm. we have to realize that all of those things are in our self-interest. And that's really important because when we start realizing that this is, this is not a game, this is not a rehearsal, <laughs> this, yeah. is, this is a final show. Wow. Really, yeah, it's uh, the final it's it right this wow is the final i mean when you put it that way yeah. that definitely resonates with with me yeah you're listening <laughs> to uh bill tara he's the author of how to eat right and save the planet you can uh check his book out and i think he has some other goodies on the site it's macrovegan.org that's macrovegan all one word dot mm -hmm. org uh, let's let's close with this with the summary from you bill what would you like our listeners to know about how we eat and the connection to the health of the planet? Well, I think that, I think that the main thing revolves around the use of animal source foods. Uh, it's undeniable that that's true. Uh, it's always, it's always kind of a, uh, I know it sounds arrogant to say anything is undeniable, but I believe it's undeniable. It's undeniable uh, that it's true that eating animal food uh, any any amount of animal food is not productive. So we just have to stop it. And we have to start eating those foods uh, which our ancestors ate when, at the beginning of the uh, the agricultural revolution. You know, and that's grains and beans and vegetables primarily and fruits, nuts, and seeds on top of it. But we can build ourselves up and have a healthy diet with that. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be uh, 78 years old next month. Uh, 
and I have more vitality than a lot of people around me who are in their 30s, mm. you know, and are dragging themselves off to work every day or dragging mm. themselves down the street. Um, and it's because of the food that I eat. It's not a mistake. It's not a genetic quirk. No, and I, I see this nice. over and over and over again. People need to need to put themselves on a trial period. They need to eat a really simple diet for a period of a couple of weeks, three weeks, four weeks, a month, two months, and see the difference in the way that they feel. You know, when people go on the website, there's a free ebook on there called What to Eat. And if they download that, there's all the information that they need on, on the nutritional values of the foods that we use uh, in, the, in the dietary approach that we use. Also, my wife's cookbook, Go Vegan, uh, is, is a fantastic book with lots of recipes because a lot of times people think they have to have to suffer eating terrible food in order to, in order to be a, a vegan or a macrobiotic person, and that's not true. There's lots of delicious food there, um, and, and that's important. It's right. important that people not be punishing themselves by eating terrible food, tree bark and grass, uh, in, order to, in order to be healthy. Right. So lots of good stuff available. That's great. Thank you, Bill, for coming on. You're listening to Live Forever-ish. Uh, by the way, you can go to liveforeverish.com, right, Dr. Crystal? Yes. And you can uh, listen to more podcasts. Mm-hmm. You can subscribe. Subscribe. Yeah, and uh, and comment like and, and like. Comment. <laughs> yes. That's liveforeverish.com. I'm Dr. Mike. Thanks for listening.